All right, that was a little 8-Bit Peaches by Chris. Any guesses? Yes, I do. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on. Um, Post Malone. No. Oh, don't tell me another guy. Uh, Peaches. Do you need a Do you need a hint? Yes. He was a He was a child singing star. Now he's an adult singing star. Ricky Martin. No, very popular though. Justin Timberlake. Oh, you were so close. Now. Hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. All right. Justin. So now Justin. Um, who's really? Do, popular? do you need another hint? Yes. Usher. Usher like discovered him. Is that helping? Oh, hold on. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Justin Bieber. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Hold on. We're going to need a tally of how many guesses I did. <laughs> Chris, you know what? That, was, probably, that was probably like five, right? I'm, su- I'm surprised that you knew about Usher and Justin Bieber. Well, you know, it's funny when you said Usher. I was like, oh, is this a trick? Is it Usher? <laughs> All right. This is Best Frenemies. I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Johnny Castana. I don't know if I like when you say your real last name. <laughs> and I'm Johnny Cashew. How could you say that? My son's deathly allergic to cashews. Dude, my last name means cashew in Portuguese. Dude, that explains so much. <laughs> yeah. That's why. You're a danger to my family. So, okay. I was going to say, Go I sent you a text the other day. Because we both you got... You mean the, the one of 100? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we both got in a... I said, wow, we're really doing something wrong. We both got in our hands uh, possessions of Vicodin for various uh, things going... Well, what, what did you do? I had my fucking tooth rin- ripped out for a dental implant. But... Don't you, math with it, Chris. <laughs> but the thing is, you didn't have... Uh, like, was Donovan holding your medication? No, nope, no. Nope. Just, you know, as prescribed, Chris. My, my wife you know used to. You, you my, were... ex, my ex-wife used to she hold used them to for hold me. It. Oh, yeah, no. My... Because, because there was always someone waiting in the wings, looking at their watch. So, I, Jamie was holding on to mine, obviously. She hit him. And I think she really was, like, trying to, I don't even know how many... I got. I don't you know. never even got to see the bottle. No, I didn't even see the bottle. <laughs> and I was like, hey, what's the, like, is it one every four hours, two every four hours? What is 16 it? 16 every half hour. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't even know how many pills he prescribed. I can't imagine it was that many. But uh, I think she was just like totally like, ah, you don't need this because whatever's left over is hers. Oh, she gets to fucking have... Yeah. She gets to pop one of those and some but, White Claw, dude. But, I Woo! Know, but you know what I noticed this week? I mean, just because it was on my mind. My wife has a lot of fucking prescription drug bottle, uh, bottles all over the place. Why? Know. Were you scouring through the medicine cabinet looking uh, for your Vicodin? <laughs> <laughs> no, like on her fucking bedside table. I'm like, I mean, I know she has like a... She has like a heart, like a murmur thing. So she has meds for that. Um, and she has, I'm like, what the fuck is she taking all these pills for? I mean, they could be leftover pill bottles. As, I you're, don't know. as you're chucking them over the back. <laughs> Where's my fucking market at? <laughs> uh, so I told her one day, I was like, hey. I mean, I guess for everyone who doesn't know, I had a, a bisectomy. 
last, not last Friday, but the Friday before. You had your balls surgically removed from your you wife's purse. You know what? And, and <laughs> Real mature. Real mature. The thing about visectomies is that... You only get them once? <laughs> I don't know. Do you? <laughs> I hope so. I it, hope so. But the thing is, when you talk to people... Really, you couldn't have adjusted that before? You, Dude, that was pretty insulting how low you had that mic, dude. <laughs> dude, that's just a placeholder. <laughs> dude, you had, that, you had that like set for like mini-me to come in and do an well, interview. You, you, you always talk out of your ass. Yeah. So, <laughs> is it, so the thing with pain and stuff like that, you talk to people that have had a visectomy. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm saying it wrong, too. My wife keeps vasectomy i've been saying visectomy you can say however you want chris whatever now that you've had one i'm the one getting my fucking scrotum slashed open you own that word now chris yeah whatever it's visectomy tomato tomato chris (laughs) i think maybe she did that because she's like there's no i in visectomy (laughs) well not if you say it visectomy should have told her there's no we in visectomy either (laughs) is that they so you talk to people that have had it done yeah i have a handful speaking of people. yes you were a little bit more honest but most people i think it's like oh it's not that big of a deal they forget what it was like because once you're done with it like you know i've it's been like four years since i had my back surgery and if someone asked me about it it's like oh you know you kind of forget the shit you went through pain has no memory but it's i felt that a lot of people poo-pooed having uh, a vasectomy, you know? And they're like, oh, whatever, three days, you're fine. Dude, it's fucking painful, dude. Like, yeah. Like, it is not pleasant. Like, I don't care what anyone says. I, I mean, just didn't, you kept asking everyone, what was your recovery time? And that is where it gets hazy. I'm like, I don't, dude, it was like six years ago. I don't Well, remember. and that's the thing, because, dude, I had a whole week, no going to the gym. You got, see, you had the, nope, nope. you're lucky to have, be working from home too. Yeah, well, no, I iced it. I mean, I was icing it like every hour, dude. <laughs> and uh, it, you know, so it was like a, a whole week, no gym, no jujitsu. And the worst part is, dude, I fucking wake up at the time to go to jujitsu. Yeah, your body's still like, let's go. And it's like, oh, dude, can I please just sleep in till eight? But anyway, so. I'm going to be back. I went to the gym yesterday, no major pain, and I'm going to be at jujitsu tomorrow. So I would appreciate uh, if you do not... Uh, Kicking the balls? Yes, please. I sh- make no promises. You know, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, usually I'm just fighting for my life to stay alive. So it's fight or flight, Chris, for me. So the the honey I, badger is my spirit animal. So if I got to kick you in the crotch... <laughs> If I got to do a a crane kick to the crotch. (laughs) Do what you got to do, Johnny. (laughs) So, all right. Another thing that I want to talk about is the Jake, uh, Jake Paul. uh, Ben Askren. Fight was yesterday. (laughs) Uh, So Ben Askren was an MMA fighter, wrestler, Olympic. He was known. Let's be honest. He was known for his wrestling. He was a good wrestler. Yeah, no. And Olympic, he made the Olympic team. So, dude, didn't he win a gold medal? I'm not sure on that, but he's a very. I knew he was a very good wrestler. Good wrestler. Striking, he's not known for. He's not, <laughs> he's not, no, he's not known for striking. So, 
I mean, really, Dude, let's be honest. What he's known for is the five-second knockout. Yeah, and well, before that, uh, he fought Cowboy Cerrone. And don't remember, he won that fight and then, like, got on the mic and was like, Dana White, is this the best you got? <laughs> that was the fight before he took the knee to the head and was knocked out immediately. Dude. I, so, but the thing is, so he, he fought, so it was just a boxing match with this freaking YouTuber turned... Boxer. Box, dude, Jake. Yeah, I mean, Jake Paul looks pretty legit to me. I dude. mean, he, he can knock people out. Like, but the the thing is, MMA. And, I mean, and I get why all these celebrity guys are just like, no, you box. Like, we're just boxing. Yeah. But the thing is, Ben asked, if it was like an MMA fight, Jake Paul would be fucking toast. Yeah. You go to the ground. Like, going to the ground is a completely different. I mean, this is my thing. Everyone can throw a punch. I mean, I'm not saying they're good punches. Anyone can throw a punch, but it's like not everyone knows what to fucking do once you're on the ground, you know? Yeah. Does everyone know how to do a choke? Does everyone know how to, like, get dominant position? So, I mean, there's that expression, like, why would you ignore 50% of the body in regards <laughs> to leg locking? And... Dude, these, box, these celebrity boxing matches are just, I don't know, dude. It looked like Ben ignored 100% of his own body before he uh, well, came but, out to box. But the thing box. is, he had to get, he had to, like, make weight. He had to gain weight. Dude, Because he was, Jake I Paul thought, was so much taller and so much bigger dude. that to be in a comparable, but I don't know with boxing if just having fat yeah, dude, is he was, gonna help you. He was so fucking doughboy. Dude, he looked super doughy. <laughs> he kind of looks like Chris post COVID. Like, <laughs> you know, I got a freaking yeah. But uh, yeah, see, I watch. I see you the. I see you that part of the fight last night, and there was only like thirty seconds before that. Yeah, and I, uh, I really wanted Jake Paul to get his but, fucking. Dude, they out. had all kinds of weird shit on that fight last night. They had like a. Uh, you know, like the slap competition. Oh, dude, they had really? one of those, and they got <laughs> really, and they got the and uh, yeah, like Pete Davidson was like the roaming host. And really? Would, yeah, and I uh, mean, I know Snoop Dogg was on there. And for like the slap fight, they got the you know the one wrestler that goes woo, the old school wrestler. I don't know. Fuck, I, know. I can't remember his name, but famous, the one that is always wearing the liquor jacket and the meme I send you. The blonde guy, Ric Flair. Thank you, Ric okay. Flair. They got Ric Flair to come out, and he's doing his like walk for the slap fight. Like, and then they had like a bunch of like Ice Cube performed and Snoop Dogg. And I mean, I'm gonna. Oh, say- and your boy Justin Bieber came out and performed like oh, my favorite peaches. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get your weed in California. That's that shit. I mean, you know, it's, so back in the 90s, Jamie and I were really big into boxing. You know, back in the day with Lennox Lewis and Prince Nassim Hamed. Oh, yeah. All the pay-per-view stuff. Now, I don't even know who's in the boxing world. Yeah, well, UFC kind of ruined that. for. <laughs> I mean, it's all I do is watch UFC. But I will say these celebrity fights, I mean, to me, are more compelling than like the real fights. Like, hey, there was a UFC fight on last night and that celebrity boxing fight last night, and I didn't watch the UFC fight. So. I watched the UFC. I did. Well, don't tell me anything because I, re- I recorded it. Actually, I taped it. The, the <laughs> headline, the main event yeah. fight was ruined for me this morning. Okay, well, don't tell me anything. I, know, I, I won't do it. Don't, don't, I know I can see it in your eyes. Don't ruin it. Don't, don't you do it. Conor McGregor lost. <laughs> uh, 
So, um, what do we got on the show? On the show, we are going to do uh, top five things we wish we knew as teenagers that we know now. Yeah, we, and I hope you can tell me some things because I'm sure that I still don't know a lot of things. Well, no, and that's the thing is where you and I are both really immature and we don't really learn mistakes from the past. I got to I gotta make it like 400 times before I, 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 I learn. Should probably, I should probably have asked your brother. The things that you should have known as a teenager. Oh, he would have sent you a list. Oh, I know. He'd be like, how much time you got? <laughs> uh, we are going to have Professor Goo and Professor Lex uh, come on and talk about their roaming. I, I, I mean, I don't even know how they call it. I mean, we'll talk to them about it, but it's like... Uh, they got a new school, but they train with us still and... Uh, they're, uh, it's like a DIY jujitsu academy. Yeah, it's kind of a cool concept. It is right cool. now. I want to hear about it. Uh, and then we we're comic heads. Hashtag comic heads. Hashtag comic heads with Prof Jeff. With Jeff. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we're gonna recommend some stuff. All so right. uh, let's get this party started. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you on this day, you savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. Wow, you just jumped into it. I was just yelling at you. I know. And, and I just hit like, record. All of a sudden, you hit record. I was like, Pachoo! Ready to go. All right. This is Top 5 Things We Wish We Knew As A Teenager That We Know Now. So basically, the premise for every movie made in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, all right. What you got, Johnny, for your number five? Uh, number five, I have never get high on your own supply, Chris. I was uh, in high school. I was a uh, weed dealer for about one week. <laughs> <laughs> Really? And then, really? and then I had to do a bunch of uh, chores and stuff to find out where I was going to get that money. <laughs> pay it back. Did you really deal, deal weed for like a week? See, I never. For, did. I didn't make any money, Chris. I might have, I might have broke even, but I did not make any profit. And uh, there was a guy uh, in AA that when he first got sober, he was like, "Hey, you know what? I should deal now because." Now I'm going to make money because I'm not going to be doing it. Off air, Chris, I will tell you that guy's name. <laughs> and he was like, I thought it was a genius idea. And then he was just like, it totally fucked up my program. Yeah, I knew a guy that, that, that did that and, and everything was great until uh, one of his customers got sober and was in the same meeting with him. <laughs> oh, dude, shut up, yeah. really? Yeah, I'll tell you later. Oof. It might be the same guy. Actually, that would be funny if it was the same guy. Right, off the air. All off right. the air. Anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number five. 
enjoy that long hair while you can. <laughs> uh, you know what? I always hear you tell your son that too. You can fucking just you know just what? Enjoy it while you can. I have long hair, bro. Like down past my shoulders, like typical nineties. Yeah, dude. Your wife told me that she like. Like before you guys hooked up, like she when she would talk about you to her friends, she'd be like, "Ugh, Fabio over there, <laughs> I want to jump on Fabio's bones over there." Uh, you know, and one actually one of Jackson's friends said <laughs> to me, "It was like, you know what? It's really good. <laughs> He's such a fucker. It's really good your wife fell in love with you before you lost your hair." <laughs> <laughs> Such a dick. A fucking dick. All right, what's your number four? Um. Number oh yeah, I wish someone would told me this one. Never try and do backflips drunk on concrete. You know what? Actually, I have a story about that regarding <laughs> you, Chelsea. She was like, "Yeah, Johnny would always like do these like backflips off." You know? Yeah, I did. It's, it's, it sounded like you were doing backflips constantly. I would do them everywhere. I, I like, you know, what? she's like the uh, Chris. I was I was parkour before there was a parkour, dude. <laughs> But fucking, what you? But what did you yell when you landed it? I it wasn't parkour. It, <laughs> it's probably like radical, <laughs> tubular, <laughs> bitchin'. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was like, "Oh man, he'd be on like lifeguard." I stands. did. I would do him off the. I do him off the roof of lifeguard stands. That's pretty high up, dude. Dude, that is way high up. Yeah, I. I How I, did you not fucking break your ankles or well, your? Well, cut to my forties, getting a <laughs> getting a operation on my neck. I'm sure that's led to some of it. Yeah. So no, I have a firsthand account of yeah, you I, doing I, that all the time. Yeah, and I, I was doing it one night. I was. Was drunk. that like your pickup move? No. I hey, was just, check out this. Dude, hey, I, I'm not just jealous. I mean, because <laughs> I would if I could do a backflip and land it like without injuring myself, I would do it too. You know, every once in a while, I'll do, even to this day, I can still do some things a little bit acrobatic. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Motherfucker. <laughs> in jujitsu and warm up, and we would do oh, yeah, see? the back roll. See? You would do the back roll and like push up and like spring up to my feet. Yes. Yeah, and then fall back and, and do it again. And, keep and doing then, it. like, I like Professor Dan would be like, whoa, Johnny, all right, nice. And I'd be like, oh. Don't encourage him. <laughs> it's too much. I'm like, man, why hasn't the pre-workout kicked in yet? Yeah. All right. My number four. Uh, you shouldn't steal medication from your friend's family dog. Chris. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> it's, dude, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast oh. and this guy was, oh no, it wasn't a podcast. It was a. Uh, in the book, Cherry, okay. uh, I was listening to the audio before I watched the audio book, before I watched the movie. Yeah. And he describes someone like, yeah, he's a dirtbag. He would steal medication from the family dog. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I've done that. <laughs> we was it like, oh, your dog has cancer? <laughs> it had seizures. So we took, they gave him like barbiturates. And so uh, we stole it and- Probably should have died. Like, we <laughs> took so much of it. We probably should. We're like, man, Pepper, she's freaking small. Well, I mean, if that's her dose, we probably need to quadruple it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But anyway. Dude, li- that's amazing. Life lessons. <laughs> All right. What's your number three? Number three, uh, 
a work car allowance is not extra money for you. Now, let me explain. Like, when you, you know, I, I worked in sales for like 20 years. And when you, first, when you first get your, like, sales job and you're like, and you turn in your mileage, you're like, and they give you the money back, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, look at this extra money, dude. Like, you feel like you're skimming them. You're like, I got all this extra money, this and that. Then you have a, then when, uh, <laughs> then when you get a flat tire and you take your car in and they're like, they're like, well, actually you need all four tires because your tires are bald now. And then you go back to your work and you're like, hey, they're saying that I have some problems with my tires. And I'm like, yeah, that's your car allowance. That's why you get paid extra money. So when something happens, you use that. I didn't have ex- the extra money. It sucked. That was a mom call immediately. I was just going to say. They gave me extra money. They said they gave me money. believe this. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Their car <laughs> allowance. <laughs> Assholes. I fucking hate them. <laughs> yeah, I. you know what? I mean, it's not on my list, but I never had a rainy day fund. Like, yeah, ever, dude. Ever. I still don't. I mean, thank God Jamie does. <laughs> <laughs> And apparently a lot of useless uh, medications. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all over the place. Uh, all right, my number three, you don't have to get shit-faced after drinking for 10 minutes. <laughs> dude, that's the only way we know it, dude. Man, what's going on? I've been drinking for 10 minutes and I'm not totally fucked up. You call it, you call it, uh, you call it getting drunk in 10 minutes. I call it saving money. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, Actually, you know what's funny is I was writing this list yesterday, and back when I did that, I would drink vodka. Oh, dude, I just <laughs> happened right now. I would drink vodka straight and chase it like with water. And I was thinking about that, and it gave me. I shivered. I was like visibly. It like, probably wasn't and even. Jamie's like, "What?" And I was like, "I just got the vodka shivers." She's like, "What? From what?" I'm like memories. Yeah, dude. And it probably was like really cheap. Oh vodka. no, like like the bottle was plastic. Rot, gut, <laughs> fucking yeah. Smearing off. Oh, no worse, what? like Kamchatka. Yeah. Kamchatka vodka. Oh. <laughs> anyway, all right. What's your number two? Number two is have great friends, not lots of friends. Keep your circle small. You know, I was always uh, very social mm-hmm. growing up. Had a lot of friends, but. But it wasn't until later in life that it's like, dude, you don't need, you need, you don't need a lot of friends. You need, you need friends that are going to help you fucking hide the body one day. You need friends that are just going to be there for you. Saying that's funny. I'm just going to jump in and say my number two is most of your friends are idiots. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That kind of goes hand in hand too. So yeah, in high school, quite frankly, I maybe had one or two friends in high school that would help me hide the body. Everyone else would be like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of busy right now. I can't blah, blah, blah. But like when push comes to shove, you couldn't rely on those friends. Like, yeah. And, and then quite frankly, in hindsight too, I think again, with the exception of one or two of these friends, I mean, two of whom, I mean, I'm only friends really with two guys that I went to high school with. I still talk to him. And one of them, like, I never, it's like years will go by. But then I'll talk to him and it's like no time Yeah, like passed. it just. Uh, but really one guy I keep in touch with on a fairly regular basis. And with the exception of those two, 
I don't think I had anything in common with any of my friends in high school, except we all got fucked up. Yeah. And then that's not a lot to build a friendship <laughs> on, but yeah, I mean, it's funny. Cause I mean, I remember my parents talking about just matter of factly, like, you know what? You're in high school. You just drift apart and you don't see these people. And I'm like, no way. Yeah. We're going to be friends forever. Me and Jimmy, we're going to be, we're going to like, I'm, I'm going to be the birth of his kids and be his <laughs> way. And it's like, dude, I don't even know what these fuckers are we doing. We said once a year, we're going to go back to this lake and we're going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wonder how many of those friends that I'm talking about are, are dead? sober. <laughs> or no, some of them could be dead for all I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, or maybe like spousal abusers. Like, I have no idea. All so right, what's your number one? Okay. Uh, number one, I changed this to the last second, Chris. My number one is never smoke or fuck with any nicotine because it's ruined me in life. You know, I smoked for 20 years. I'm still on the lozenges. I vape. I love nicotine. Uh, and dude, and it, like I said, it, it has killed family time before where like those little mints I'm always popping. Like, I, dude, it'll be like a Sunday and I'll just look at Donovan and be like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, what? And I'm like, we have to go to Sam's Club right now because I'm out of mints and I will freak out if my body doesn't have any. And you have to come with me because... You know what? And the <laughs> thing... I mean, I smoked... I don't think... I'm consistent. I mean, I quit smoking for like six years and I went to rehab and started immediately. Yeah. Uh, it's the only thing you had left at that point. Too. No, it was. I tell everyone that gets sober, I'm like, don't quit smoking. You get to smoke for a year before I'll give you shit. But nicotine, when you think of it, is the dumbest thing. Like, dude, you're just doing it to maintain just so you don't, it's not like you, oh, yeah. it, you're not getting high. I'm a, like, dude, I'm at like a, like a heroin addict. I'm you, just, I'm just chipping. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you're not, it doesn't make you feel good. No. It's just like, it's, it's just a straight up habit, habit. And yeah, I don't know. No. And I loved smoking. Like I loved it with coffee, oh, yeah. with the phone ring. Ooh, light oh, up dude. and have a nice conversation. You know, the one thing <laughs> with smoking is that. That I noticed when I quit, I could drive and smoke and I never would like feel like I was nodding off because you're doing something. Yeah. Even if you're super tired, you're smoking. It's like you have to concentrate on ashing and whatever. When I quit smoking, I know like when I get tired, it'd be like, dude, I'm nodding off. Like what the fuck? And the thing that's so evil about those is like, it's like instant satisfaction. Like you finish a cigarette, you're done with that cigarette. Like it, uh. Yeah, smoking's stupid. Yeah, fucking horrible. Nick. Please, I, I bet, like Donovan, I'm like, if I ever find cigarettes, dude, it's, I will fucking stomp you. But, I mean, and I don't know, with the younger generation, do they even go to cigarettes? Or no, is I think it it's just right vaping? to vape, right? Yeah, I mean, which is still fucking dumb, but... I don't know. They have lots of delicious flavors, Chris. I mean, but you know the thing is, <laughs> if, if I had vaping, if I had vaping back then, man, smoke in my room, my parents would be able to smell it, right? Can't smell uh, it, right? I don't know. I don't know. You want to find out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, my number one. I would tell my teenage self, before you know it, you're going to be in your 40s. So chop, chop, motherfucker! Like oh. you do not have all the time in the world. You blink. And it's over, and you're like, where did the time go? Yeah, but you know what? I I I had uh, 
I had on here, uh, you know, don't give up on your dreams, but I think your dream was to be a writer. No. And, and so you didn't give up. And I think I would have done really well in like A&R in the music industry. And then I got sad. And then I knew that you kept your dream. So I, I took it off my list. But, <laughs> you know, well, but the thing you, is, you if actually, I would have started earlier, like, dude, would you stop drinking while we're recording? Oh, that was, Can you please wait? You just make a lot of noise, bro. Oh, that was a your phone, Starbucks. Your, your drinking. It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon, Chris. Dude, but not during a segment. Can I have some coffee, please? Here, hold on. Here, I'm going to pull the Johnny right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope you fucking choke on that. <laughs> it would have uh, been so good if you choked and spit all over the mic. Uh... You know, I just, you have this idea when you're, you know, I got time, I got time. And then all of a sudden, your time, like, I didn't put my head on my ass until my 30s. Like, what would I have accomplished if I would have started in my 20s, you know? But, I don't know. What Did you, you keep do? a journal when you were using? <laughs> Fuck no, dude. That would have been amazing. Dude, I. It would have been Jay's Journal Part 2. The Dude. opioid diaries. The thing is, <laughs> it was so dumb. So I would, when I would get high, it would be like, all right, I got to get high to write. Because all my heroes were yeah. fucking drunk, addict writers. And I'm like, I got to get high. And then I'd get high and I was like, I feel good too. I feel too good to write. <laughs> so I'm going to watch some TV. <laughs> yeah, totally. And yeah, I never wrote. Like, I never fucking wrote. But all right anyway that concludes this segment of top five things we wish our teenage self knew then what we know now fool me once (laughs) (laughs) can't be fooled again all right chris they know Caught the BMW, new deposit, I picked up another bag Like fuck it, I'm a count while I'm in it I had planes flying crowds, screaming money, counting chains Clanging shit, I guess that's how it sound when you win it I ain't joking, do it sound like I'm kidding I've been making like 2,000 a minute So high up through the clouds, I was swimming Okay, hey, we have a very special guest in the house We have Prof. Gustavo and Prof. Alexis you Fonseca. <laughs> oh, did he say it right? Did I say it right? Said Close it right. enough. Fonseca. Fonseca. Yes. Fonseca. Oh, dude, do not do that accent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I just want to point out real quick that uh, Professor Goo gave me my first stripe hey. on my white belt. Yes. Professor Lex gave me my brown belt. So I am now going to dim the audio on professor goo because the brown belt is more important <laughs> <laughs> we knew i need that we do i need to <laughs> elevate the it. professor who gave me my brown belt <laughs> we knew it we knew it we called it dude professor goo's dead to chris you know, now <laughs> we had a pre-conversation <laughs> about this <laughs> you know what but the thing is i'll be honest dude that first stripe was like fuck Dude, I got some. Like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Dude, the, you know what? Starting, ju- I see new guys come in. Chris, or, it's that 30-day chip, dude. Is no, you know. <laughs> like three months. It was like three months, right? Yeah, about three, three months. months. Yeah, three That's months. like a 90-day chip, bro. Yeah. 90-day yeah. chip. That's a 90-day chip. Dude, I see new people come in, and they have like no stripes on their white belts. And I'm like, when you dude, told there's them? no fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's my game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's my game. <laughs> 
You know what? I love that. I love that. uh, uh, Professor Lex just looked the other way when I was rolling with lower belts. You know, because if you didn't see it, it just I just don't want to see it. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, No, I did. I told a white belt one time, but it was Tim, and everyone told me it was Tim, and everyone and I was like, "Oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it." Oh, Tim Liabon? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, "Oh, who cares?" Like, Professor Jeff got mad. He's like, "Chris, you can't do it. I can't believe it. Who was it, Tim? Oh, yeah. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) You're out." That. uh, Oh, dude, I see these white belts come in, and I'm like, "There's no way I could go back." Like. Even like my age now to go back to ground zero, yeah. I had no fucking idea. Like there's stuff now that I go back to thinking that you taught me as a white belt. I'm like, oh, that's what he meant. <laughs> like I'm a slow learner. Like it takes me a while. Like, hey, a lot. Chris, a lot dude, Chris and I were talking the other day. We were like, isn't it a good thing that they can't take your belt away from you and make you <laughs> when the professor's mad at you, they can't make you wear like a purple belt. <laughs> dude, I know oh, there's some time. Cause I, I would get my belt taken away from me every day, dude. Oh, <laughs> oh for sure. So anyway, uh, you guys, so you taught at AOJ, both of you. Yes. And so when we met him. Yep. And Since 2012. So, is that when you came in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's from the, the OG yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, so I was there like uh, about, I think, a week or two after they opened. And oh, then, no shit. Yep, and then I was training there full time. And I remember, uh, of course, with the intentions of wanting to eventually become a teacher. So I would volunteer as much as I can. I had money saved up, so I just was there all day. And then uh, eventually, I believe it was either around November, October or November, um, where I was eventually hired as a, a full-time coach. But I was volunteer before then, like, you know, just try to help assist in some of the classes, the kids' classes and stuff like that. But then eventually they started the, the um, basics program um, towards the end of 2012. So that, that had they been open? Because, Johnny, when you started, they didn't have the basics program. They didn't. No, they so didn't. you were all just so thrown yeah, into was, the deep end of the... Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. You know, so like, that, that was the very beginning. Like my first or second class... Uh, Goo, Prof Goo was like, he was like my safety guy. <laughs> like, he would just kind of like, because there was, dude, there was like, there was like blue belts and purple belts that were like trying to earn a spot on the team. Yeah. And they wanted, like, they would grab you and just fuck you up thinking that they would impress the professors, dude. <laughs> like, dude, I got into deep water quick with a lot of those blue belts when I, like, didn't know anything. Like, dicks, dude. Fucking dicks. Yeah. But yeah, and then I and I when I saw that open up, I asked. I remember asking Hoffa. I was like, "How come we? How come we didn't get a beginner man?" And he goes, "Oh well, if we would have done that when the school opened, we would have made everyone go to the beginner <laughs> man." <laughs> so, For real. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, yeah, I just had to go in the deep end right off the bat. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, you know, and actually going from the basics program to fundamentals. So I got the one stripe, and you know, went to the 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 big mat. Mm-hmm. Dude, I still was like, I mean, I remember the first time I sparred, it was with um, Will. Remember Will? Oh, yeah. Will who? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, he's he awesome. was, So he had a brown belt. I swear to God, that guy had a brown belt for like five years. And it was like mind blowing to me because he was going with me like maybe 30%. Oh, dude, he was so good. So strong, technical. And I'm like going 110% white belt. Yeah. yeah. And he was just like, just like passing at will, just like, just fucking around with me. And 
Uh, oh man, that was an eye opener. I was like, I want to be able to do that. <laughs> I still can't do yeah. that now. That dude was a beast, or is a beast. He still trains. So you guys, so the pandemic hit, the academy shut down for it was like two months or three months. Yeah, it's like three. So it was like three months. Yeah, yeah, because I think they started going uh, opening back up in June, right? So April was when they. The beginning of April, I believe, right, is when they closed. Or mid-March even, right? No, it was mid-March. Mid-March, yeah, that's I right. I think uh, AOJ opened up in June. June, okay. Yeah. So then between that, those two months, you guys decided, like, all right, we're going to do our own thing. You guys always had a, a, a end goal as to, as brothers, open up your own academy one day. Yeah, well, more, to be honest, my brother was uh, definitely the one who like kind of always wanted to open something up and, and had this uh, goal. And, of course, I always wanted to operate a school as well, but I kind of had planned on on teaching at AOJ for a long time, seeing as it was expanding, thinking like, oh, maybe I could run a, a school of theirs, you know? Yeah. But when, when, um, when the pandemic came, you know, kind of gave you time to think about what's going on and what, what everything happening and not knowing what, what the future would be like. So that's where I was kind of questioning, hmm, you know, maybe, maybe this is a sign to choose a different path. So then I was talking about my brother, like, hey, you still, you still trying to do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I get in on yeah. that? <laughs> uh, the, the world fucking shut down. So what are you doing? <laughs> no, I, I, I believe like the uh, pandemic was like a, a nice opportunity to kind of explore your like creativity, right? Like we had this opportunity to just kind of get a reset on everything. And, um, you know, we, we obviously had the choice to like, Ah, like are are we gonna game plan and go back to AOJ or can we utilize this opportunity to transition to something different? And um, you know, during the pandemic, me and my brother had a lot of time together, so uh, we spent a lot of time talking and game planning and thinking about how we can do this. And um, you know, it, it was it's kind of different because you know during the pandemic you didn't know when things were gonna open up. Yeah. You know, you're just like, oh, like we can plan, we can plan. But the more the pandemic went on, it just, you know, it, it kind of just forced us to be creative. So we kind of went backwards on how we did things like most. I mean, from the outside looking in most jujitsu academies, people will, you know, they'll they'll brand at the same time they invest like in a location, you know, um, you know, that they'll, they'll put that money towards, um, you know, buying keys, but, uh, Rent, looking mats, for, yeah. yes, Canada, investing academy, in mats. Yeah. yeah. For, and for so, facility. yeah, with the pandemic, planning we, for payroll. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And you know, it's all that. And we were talking about that off air that you guys might be onto something and you guys might be the, the Netflix while everybody else is still the blockbuster right now <laughs> doing the, you know, kind of have gee will travel. Yeah, you know, you know, we got a lot of advice, even from, uh, you know, the like guidance from the bros, from oh, other yeah. people, um, you know, with the pandemic. So, like, I mean, we obviously weren't going to just jump into a lease or anything like that. So, the idea was to build the brand, to build an identity, and then to, um, you know, build a clientele. You know, what's your guys's Instagram? Yeah, and if you guys if you guys go on that, you'll see like they're in like underground they're in parking garages they're sometimes they're on rooftops like yeah actually yeah. so your instagram feed i don't know it was like a couple of weeks ago you posted uh -huh. i'm like dude 
I got some scrappy blue belts. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're all planning, like a crew of us from Dawn Patrol are planning on going up and training with you guys at your place. Uh, and I'm already making notes like, okay, don't make eye contact with that blue belt. <laughs> <laughs> don't make eye contact with that blue belt. But you have a solid crew. Yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of people that uh, their gyms are still closed. And, um, you know, we were just talking the other week. And um, we found out that there's three to four, like, good schools in like the downtown area or near downtown Los Angeles that closed down. Like that, forever, not like back. closed now, not coming back. Can you imagine? And so a lot, of, a lot of those yeah. people don't have like, like places to train. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's a good opportunity to like, um, you know, we, we get people that are from other gyms and it, it's cool to see like, man, how many, how serious people take jujitsu. They come and like, you know, we just think, ah, like, you know, like another blue belt's coming, but man, some of these guys that come to our spot are pretty scrappy. You know? Come yeah. correct. Dude. Yeah. yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's cool, man. We got a lot of people and we got some brand new students as well too. Some guys have yeah. never even trained before, like mm -hmm. friends of friends of the people that are coming and they they like it and we try to tailor the class for, for everybody you know for guys who are just starting out to guys who we even have some black belts that come and train with us and join yeah. us you know and even but i think instruction with jujitsu even when there are a lot of you know blue belts or white belt or yeah white belts and blue belts and so the instructor the professor's like hey we want to kind of do something you know not so fan but there's still technique that i'm like oh shit like I didn't know that. Yeah. Always learning. Absolutely. Yeah, like a little tweak where it's like, hey, don't do that. And I'm like, that would have been helpful to know like eight years ago. Like, I mean, <laughs> even as a black belt, someone who's been training for, you know, 13, 14 plus years. I mean, sometimes I'll take a class with uh, Professor Tainan and he's tailoring the class. Well, I imagine he's tailoring some of the techniques for the white and blue belts. But I'm like, whoa. And, and Chris and I. That, <laughs> that, that's a cool perspective. Like you said, like there's a grip uh, that I didn't think about of doing. Or some like little, a cool, yeah, little, little detail. Yeah. Dude, I, you get a lot from I mean, Always. Professor Lex, you would do things. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I have no freaking idea. Or when we were kind of doing during the pandemic and undisclosed location training, mm -hmm. and you guys would say hey, hey don't do that. do this tweak and you're yeah. like shit like mind blown well like, that's the cool thing about our project that we've been doing is you know teaching with my brother and i like we've been obviously around each other our whole lives but as far as teaching and working together that closely like man i, I never like you know even when he used to teach at aoj i didn't really take his class because i had class going on at the same time or right. i was drilling different schedules so now that i'm like you know teaching with him same thing like the the same ideas with with the uh you know class i was telling you about tainan it's like oh wow i never knew this uh detail or this little like just a little tweak yeah dude. perspective you know yeah. even when we're you know working with whether it be working with another black belt or working with a white belt you know brand new students like oh interesting there and was a it was when wendell's garage and we were wrong i think i was rolling with andrew mm -hmm. or maybe it was wendell but then you two were gonna spar <laughs> so Wendell and I were like Bullies. hey stop what Wait, let's watch the brothers so I like had it, like oh, in guard I was like playing guard and it was like just watching you two go at it we're like uh, who's gonna win oh <laughs> I thought you guys sparring against you but you're sparring with each other, other. yeah oh, no. yeah, yeah. yeah he, so well, that's no. another fun thing too that we did because most of the time you're like man you know what we fight enough dude <laughs> you know what I'm like, we fight enough we don't need to spar against each other yeah. but man actually over the the pandemic we sparred a lot especially when uh he was getting preparing for the nogi uh 
what was it? The no, no, uh, pants. Nogi pants. Yeah. yeah. And I was sparring Nogi with him a lot. And then, you know, other tournaments too. I think he was prepared for the master worlds as well. And, um, I, I kind of focus more on, on just, um, coaching and and of course i still spar and train every day but i don't really focus on competing but i wanted to help him and so we were we were sparring a lot more together it was fun you won yeah. uh you won worlds yeah speaking of which i was supposed to be on this show back in 2007 <laughs> i made a deal with johnny i said johnny if i win masters worlds i'm gonna be on your show right and he's like yeah bro <laughs> then, definitely, then most he, definitely then he did another show and you're fucking you're off dude <laughs> hey, fair I, enough fair I, enough I, I just gotta go on record that um johnny is the most uh resentful person <laughs> I've ever met. but hey, you know what actually i don't even know if you know this story so we did Dawn Patrol patches. Yeah. And so we've had three different versions. But the first version, we had like the Rising Sun. Yes, it was like we course. call it the racist that the, version. That was the best one. Yeah, it was the best one. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, is that the one that was uh, that had the uh, the Instagram hate on that? Yes. yes. And oh they're like, God. I can't believe you're doing that. That's so <laughs> racist. And we're like, dude, it just looks cool. Like there's, you know. Because yeah, we, thought, we thought Rising Sun, Christian Soy, Skateboard. Of you know, course. Like, hey. Of course. Yeah. We, Karate they, Kid. Then we, got, then we got people like leaving comments like, it might as well be a swastika that you have and like jeez oh, <laughs> and it became an ordeal yeah. but so the thing is though um johnny he was like yeah i gave a professor goo a patch and i was like he doesn't train dawn patrol i'm like give me your patches to this day when they did a new patch i'm only allowed 10 for myself and chris holds all the patches i gave, even gave because one to- i gave you a patch and oh, you didn't train down I was like, dude, <laughs> I take that shit seriously. I gave one to Hanata, and I was like, your husband doesn't get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't train Don Patrol. <laughs> like, you don't train Don Patrol. You know, you know what? I'm incredibly relieved now, that but, I hey, don't you the 6 a.m. class, and you're not going to give him the patch. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? It was, um, he needs to show up. But the thing is, you have been training. Dude, you come on Friday. Hey, so. I'm Don Patrol now. Dude. No, I have the new patch? Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah, I see him. Do you have the new one, though? The black and white one? I do not. I'll give you one of those before you're leaving, because you are Don Patrol. Oh, I will give it. Hey, we gotta have a little ceremony. Johnny can take the picture. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Johnny will take the picture. What, what was Lex? What was no, I was just gonna say uh, when I was teaching six a.m. There'd be a lot of students, not a lot, but there'd be a few students that'd be like, "Dude, what do I gotta do to earn one of those packs?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Man, I have nothing to do with that." <laughs> you know, I was like, "You gotta talk to the board." Well, like, who's the board? <laughs> like, you gotta talk to Johnny or Chris, man. You know what's like, funny is we give those patches out, and it must be like getting a stripe like, like <laughs> no it is like, it it's is. like yeah. whatever dude like it's a stripe it's a piece of freaking electric tape whatever but dude you get that stripe it's a big fucking deal oh, that means something uh, johnny Definitely. and i started this is like a fucking joke like <laughs> <laughs> back when like dawn patrol was like freaking like six, six people and we would like our kids were training in the oh. afternoon, so we would go up to them like, "Hey, have you heard about Dawn Patrol? Yeah. Would you like to train at Dawn Patrol?" I think like, I was at the very, very first Dawn Patrol class, with which was taught Professor with by Bruno. Professor Bruno. Yeah, dude, yeah, and that there. class was funny because that first one, the very first day, yes, I was there. And I there had, was like, tw- shut up, Johnny. Don't make him excuse. <laughs> I, might, I had neck surgery. True or false? True or false? True or false? You were not there. True. I just right. had the Duh, C4 I don't even operated on. Or Whatever, bro. Been. Everyone Whatever. everyone has priorities, man. Whatever. Uh, dude, that was a big class. It was like 25 people. Yes. It was never that big for like another four years. Like, You're right. 
people right. like showed it and they're like, dude, this sucks. Like <laughs> get up at five 30 to go train jujitsu. Like, yeah. Hey, our, our listeners know all about Dawn Patrol. Let's talk about a Toro. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to Jesus get into that. Christ, Chris. Hey, but hold on real quick. Ature, one last, Ature. one Ature. last. Oh, Arturo. Arturo. You guys just changed hey. your name. Hey, what's, <laughs> hey what's, actually, we grew up with a guy, with a friend named Arturo. Okay, so what's what's the name mean? Uh, and Al- what what language is it? It's Italian, Alture. Like you can say Alture, like you Alture. know, it's Italian, but uh, it's Alture and it means uh, author in Italian, which is oh. really cool. And you know, that so I bought one of your sweatshirts. Oh, so nice, nice. yeah, so now Thank no, I, I appreciate it. Author. I appreciate that. Actually, that, I didn't know that. That's yeah. a good name. Yeah. Chris. And Chris is an author, so he's like, oh. I mean, it took a long time to come up with oh, a name. Man. Like, we were, I, I was, even when I was teaching, like, back in, like, 2018, I was trying to come up with names. Yeah. But, like, I would write all these names. I had, like, a list of, like, 100 names, and I just wrote down whatever. And then I was hoping that something would come to me, you know, and it would be, and then we finally came up with a few names. And then we even submitted one to a graphic designer, and I was just like, oh, I don't like it, man. And we were like, ah, oh, let's just sit on it. And then we came up on Alture, and like, I was like, yo, like, That's check it? this out. Like, I like that, like, I, especially the letters in Alture, I was like, ah, the, the, you can easily create something attractive with those letters, and, and yeah, especially cool. with the meaning, too. The meaning, yeah. It rolls off the tongue nice, too. Yeah, we, we were raised in Long Island, New York, too. So, like, the Italian connection, like, our, our, right? uh, our mom married an Italian, Sicilian man. And um, my uh, half brother is Italian, so we tried to create a like a connection and or find ties between Alture and um, you know the name. So nice. So what days are you guys training? Are you teaching out there? Yeah, right now we do uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, we're, we are currently looking for location uh, in LA. We're looking and we have a few places in mind in LA that we're trying to uses our location but um right now we just host this uh p.m class 6 p.m on mondays and wednesdays and um wednesday just started uh it's in downtown la and uh, man our monday classes are pretty big right now we're, we're getting a lot of people that come in and you know we get a lot of uh feedback from instagram and you know people are inquiring a lot so hopefully we'll be able to build a nice group and so we've got a crew of dawn patrollers that are going to come up and train what, what day should we just come Monday Oof. or Wednesday. What day do you recommend? Because they're going to be like, I think, five of us? Yeah. Five of us? We're taking out? the mom van out there. Nice. <laughs> I mean, you could come Monday. Like, we have a decent mat size. Like, um, I think Monday would be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, Wednesday is a smaller class because we just started at. Gonna but, be like, oh, yeah, we just started like literally like two or three weeks ago, uh, the Wednesday class. And that class actually is, you know, fairly good size too for now like we yeah. have about like 12 13 students coming to that class but like i said just started so I, either day actually would be great so yeah come through i mean you might need to um prep your students that um johnny and i curse a lot when we roll <laughs> yeah. uh, i don't care <laughs> very vocal yeah. uh, uh no i mean do we all the crew want to come up and dude that would awesome. be that would be awesome man for sure like we we uh we're, we were talking about it before and we're pretty stoked to like have you guys come up we're like oh man we gotta bring more mats and, yeah <laughs> we already man. started bringing more mats there too preparing for that so oh, like yeah yeah so we, we well, have, all right we're gonna figure so tomorrow when we train we'll figure out that we like when everyone can do it yeah, we'll, we'll see how you hold up tomorrow, Chris. <laughs> I had a little minor surgery about a week ago, so uh, I, I had my nuts cut. Uh, 
had a uh, vasectomy. Okay. So <laughs> tomorrow will be the first day yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, so shit. I'm feeling. I'm thinking. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm just saying, okay. don't make a bunch of plans. But no, they Chris. were. So the reason is they were planning last week. So yeah. John was like, "Hey, hey, let's everyone, let's go up, like, you know, let's go up tomorrow." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we wait till my nuts heal, please? Like, I want to come too." <laughs> so if you see me with like the Conor McGregor size cod piece, uh, <laughs> you'll know why. Hey, I got to get my uh, last question now for them that we like to ask people. If like, if you guys were in the UFC, what would your walkout song be? Ooh. Ooh. Prof. Prof Lex. Okay, Prof Lex is pointing up. Prof Goo, Prof Goo, what oh. would your walkout song be? Man, I got to think about that one. There's so many good ones. I liked uh, Pantera Walk because it's metal and he's walking outside. Chris, what was yours? Mine was um, by Color Me Bad. That I'm going right. to sex you up. Yeah, to just. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, gonna sex you up. <laughs> Just totally mind. You gotta be a master two dude, and above to know that song. Dude, and, and, and Prof. Jeff, Prof. Jeff's was, you got another thing coming. <laughs> you, you, hey, you gotta be ultra confident to come out of a song like that. Because, I mean, look at, look at I mean, not Ben Askren came out to, uh, if we want the funk. We will yeah, He came up that last night. And I was like, yo, this guy's going to win. Okay, dude. <laughs> you, you've just been called up. This is your big shot. What's your song going to be? Um, so I did Fight to Win. And I had to choose a walkout okay. song. So I, 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 um, I, I'm 2-0 with Fight to Win. Okay. So what's the they song? Were they were both Biggie Small songs. Ooh. So I came out to Dead Wrong from Biggie Smalls. Yeah, and that, was, that one was like, man, I, I, I definitely wanted... <laughs> To like represent New York and you could do Big Papa, or you could really scare the shit out of him. Do Ten Crack Commandments. You know, <laughs> just kind yeah. of there was a I can't remember the <laughs> the other song that I uh, the, the name is for some reason not coming to me. But Dead Wrong was pretty cool, man. It yeah. came out too, and I felt I felt pretty notorious. Okay, that was, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to choose uh, something different. Than, I, I would definitely choose a Big song. Yeah, and probably my favorite all-time song and what i would come out to that is is unbelievable oh yeah yeah that's sick dude oh, that's dope chris we're talking about rap music right now <laughs> yeah i'm like totally not following you <laughs> he's, at a, all. he's just glazed i'm still over. thinking like i can't believe you guys didn't pick i want to sex you up <laughs> <laughs> oh but, color me bad was awesome <laughs> <laughs> you remember uh i remember that song in this scene in uh was it new jack city Remember that movie? Yeah. Jack City? Oh, I remember yeah. New Jack City. Yeah, I remember. That was and, a and Wesley that, Snipes. That, yeah, right? yeah, and that yeah. song and that song was playing in, in that uh, in one of the scenes. Dude, because I don't listen to music post like 1999. You know, that's just <laughs> yeah. outside of my wheelhouse. You know. Yeah, we. You, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. we learn that every episode, Chris, when it starts out, and you have to try and <laughs> guess what song it is. Oh yeah, this this episode is pretty bad. He did he did horrible. Yeah, oh. like, like six guesses. It's freaking lame, freaking oh lame. And he even gave me the title, and I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, brothers, thank you very much for coming by. Yeah, I'm looking for it. So this was a test drive because you guys are going to be doing your own podcast. Yes, yes. And I can't wait. Yeah. Yes. To listen. I haven't to that. came up with a name yet, but it's gonna be something cool, man. Will, you guys will definitely be a guest on that show nice maybe maybe, maybe the first you know we'll see how it goes <laughs> you know 
I'm just telling you right now, if we're not the first, Johnny's going to be pissed off. And he's never <laughs> we're on. never coming on. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the first guest. I'm never coming on, assholes. All right, all right. I'll say it here. You guys will be the first guest. First guest. Uh, well, hopefully uh, you won't have as many technical difficulties that we did in the beginning. It took us 30 days from record to get it to play back. We couldn't oh figure it out. Oh, dude, it was it was a mess. So hopefully... You well, that's why you guys would be the first guest. I know. <laughs> hopefully we will teach you, learn from our mistakes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because, you know, when it comes to podcasting, we're black belts. And right now, yes, you guys are white belts. Yep. <laughs> so we will give you <laughs> a ceremonial turn. stripe. <laughs> yeah. And we'll send you out to the fundamentals. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, well, thank you guys. Thanks for coming hey, on. Thanks for having of us. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you guys. You thanks, guys. You know? What's up, nerds? And now, three grown men talking about comics. Wow, save some tang for the rest of us. This is the Hashtag Comic Heads. All right, this is take two of Hashtag Comic Head. That's right. Chris blew it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And our very special guest, uh, Professor Jeff. Uh, It's great to be back. <laughs> Great to be back for <laughs> this question take mark? two. Question mark? They're doing it again. He's putting question marks on the monitor. <laughs> so we went through. I feel like I have to for our tens of fans, right? Uh, for our baker's dozen of fans. Yes, I mentioned <clears throat> in episode fifty-three that I refuse to call you Professor Jeff until you started training jujitsu again. Yeah, that's okay. You can just call me Jeff. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> <laughs> So in the first take, yeah, I said, well, Chris is doing that because he misses Professor Jeff on the mats. I do. I miss you guys too. I miss occasionally you coming over from the other side of the academy and yelling at Johnny and me to shut up. Well, Tynan, I heard Tynan does that now. Oh, dude. You know what? Tynan? We created a monster. Fucking (laughs) loves giving Johnny shit. I I heard that he said. The more you guys talk, the further away your black belts get. No, he said the further Johnny talks, the, or the more he, he talks, he, the further he, he gets away he, from his he black likes, belt. I'll say good morning to him in the morning, uh-huh. and he, he will say, he'll look away from me and go, good morning, Chris. He pulled me out of line the other day <laughs> to hug me before class started. Chris, it's so good to see it's, you. Hey, tell him what you, you told him so today. The, so Chris is gone for you know a week of training, yeah. uh, and I... And I, and I, so we're doing, we're doing warm-ups and running around. And I said, hey, Professor Tynan, you know why Chris really isn't here, right? You know he's training at Gracie Barra. And he goes, he goes, oh, well, then I'm going to go train with Chris over there, too, then. <laughs> like, not like, not like, no, Johnny, I'll you're my favorite. Chris. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I love, Tynan's so awesome. Dude, he's, I, he's I awesome. Like, he's I a like great, him. he's a great fit for that time. He's a great fit for, like. That community, he's awesome. Attention yeah. to details. Yeah, he's insane, amazing. He's amazing. Dude. Dude, and he, it's rare that a person that's that good can also teach that well, and he can do both really well. It's, he, all, it's amazing. I thoroughly enjoy how much shit he gives Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan. Because, and he's funny, so but it's awesome. The, I mean, because there was a long time, there was like a shift where it seemed like the lion's share of crap from Dawn Patrol was directed at me, and that was going against the natural order of things. <laughs> uh, In your mind. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's recalibrated back to Johnny. So I feel really good and everything's right with the world. So, all right. Well, um, this is, uh, again, hashtag Comcast. So 
Prof Jeff. Yes. What what are you up to if you're not doing jujitsu and strangling people? Um, well, I've been doing a ton of archery and like learning, like, I don't even know if this is saying it correctly, like learning bow hunting or, cause I grew up shooting a bow with my dad and, um, my, my dad is a very, has always been like a traditional bow hunter. Um, and so when the, you know, when the gym closed or the academy closed and then there was a bunch of free time, I started shooting a bow and then, you know, one thing led to another and I started shooting more and more and now I'm shooting a bow every day. So it's pretty, uh, you go all in, I go all in. You do. So thinking about shooting my bow right now. (laughs) Well, if you taught me how to shoot a bow, could you promise that I would look as cool as Rambo when he shot his bow? For sure. (laughs) Only if you wear the bandana, Chris. I'll do it. I don't care. I'll do what I got to do. I didn't start this war, but I'm going to finish it. <laughs> they, drew, they drew first blood. <laughs> they drew first blood. I didn't want this war. <laughs> you know, it's funny. All your accents, Johnny. They all the, are the same person. All the same. All the same. Hey, Chris, why don't you go for it? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Who was that? <laughs> same person. Are you talking like Rocky... Uh, <laughs> Rocky three? Yeah, whatever. I'll go to bust you up. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just out of nowhere from best of the best, I just start saying, Pop it, pop it, pop it. Like I'm uh, Eric Roberts and his when his shoulders dislocated. <laughs> and then he comes back out of the corner, he fights the guy with one arm. I used to think that was the sickest. He had a ponytail. Oh, dude. He was like I know the exactly. poor, man's, yeah. poor man Steven Seagal. Oh, absolutely. He's all like sweaty and crying the whole movie. And it's so funny. Eric Roberts is like some badass martial artist, like in the eighties, or was that that would be eighties, right? For that sure, was best like, of the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah, that was probably late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Dude, I used to love that show. Man. Best of the best. Eric Ro- Roberts' best role ever, though, was in the what was the movie Spun? You know what? <laughs> I met him actually. So ArcLight was announced. The theater up on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, it's closing down. It's not reopening. Yeah, I saw that. I met Eric Roberts at the premiere of Spun at the Art Hall oh. back in 2002. He played the most bizarre person yeah, in he that. Was, he was like the 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 guy that that gave the meth cooks like the money, but like he he was in a room on a bed and there was just like two shirtless guys hitting a tennis ball on a tennis racket the whole time, and he sees uh what's his name. Who was the cook in that? Oh, dude, my memory. My memory back then is not that great, Johnny. <laughs> well, he sees him and he's a cowboy. And he's like, that's the real man right there. But the guy, <laughs> so the funny story, I worked at the magazine and the guy who, the screenwriter for Spun. Yeah. Who is a method writer, apparently, uh, came in to flaunt the magazine I worked at mm-hmm. and met with a publisher it was super weird and awkward obviously he was on something went downstairs stole the batteries out of the remote control and left huh what yeah hey mickey rourke was the actor too was he in there yeah my favorite part of my favorite line from eric roberts is in dark knight when he's in the super loud club and the girl's like i can't i can't hear you we can't talk and he says what makes you think i want to hear you talk (laughs) (laughs) uh hilarious yeah all right johnny what comic are you recommending well comic i'm recommending i really liked uh the comic uh i've recommended before the the scumbag 
and that's by uh, Rick Remender. And he has this comic, uh, Deadly Class, which I got into it because I watched the show. Well, because I loved the, the first comic, I got into it and watched the show Deadly Class on the Sci-Fi Network, which they only have one season. And amazing. So then I picked up the comic and started reading it. Hey, I have a question. How do you, is there a stream available for Sci-Fi Network? No, I talked to a pirate friend and got it that oh. way. But I think it's coming to Netflix. It's it's on uh, Netflix in Europe right now, oh. and it, I don't know if U.S. is going to put it on or not. Hopefully, they do, and it becomes really popular, and they make a, a season two because it deserves it. Oh. And that, and just like the show, the comic book takes place in the '80s. Book one is called uh, "1987 Reagan Youth," and uh, it's basically about. Uh, it's a school to learn the deadly arts, and it's like it's all these uh, kids that are gonna be assassins, and it's like the mafia sends their kids, their first generation, second generation kids. You have the yakuza sending their kids, the FBI agents, and it's all to make uh, badass assassins. And uh, and the show's killer, and it starts out with the the lead character, his uh, his parent, he's orphaned. Because it, Ronald Reagan cut all the, the funding for the uh, mental health, which really did happen. And uh, so they went out, they were released on the streets, and some lady uh, committed suicide off the Golden Gate Bridge and like lands on his parents in front of him and or- orphans him. And uh, wait, was the, were they in, did she drive off in a car or just her body? Just her on body them? landed. Was on she a big lady? Him. Yes. It's, right. it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> Yeah, horrifying. And uh, I just want to say this explanation they were, they was were, way better. They were smashed to death <laughs> in front of him, belly flop. And then he like he's like holding a balloon and he lets go of his balloon, dude. It's really sad. This explanation was better in your first take. <laughs> I just I mean, I'm, I'm more of a take two kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and uh, Prof Jeff has read it. Yeah, it's a great book. It's an excellent, excellent pick. And they have a bunch of books. I think they have like nine, at least nine. I'm failing. I've only read the first one. I really love the first one, so I should read more of them. Yeah, so you should pick it up. Deadly Class, and book one is called 1987 Reagan Youth. Go check it out. I'll check it out. All right. My comic uh, is DMZ (laughs) by Brian Wood. Why are you laughing, bro? Because your comic is a post-it note right now. I like hold the real comic when I do it. And Chris- you know what? But the thing, actually, I gave the first <laughs> trade. I'm pretty sure I gave the first trade to one of you guys. I have it. Do you? <laughs> have you read it? I knew I Not gave yet. it to somebody. I haven't read it yet, but it's in my queue. All right, well, fucking read it. Can you imagine how many comics he has on his yeah. queue to read? Because I knew I gave it to someone, but I got such a bad memory, I couldn't even remember. Yeah, no, it's worth reading. You're going to love it. Uh, so the book uh, was published by Vertigo, which is a DC imprint. Uh, came out 2005 to 2012. There were about 72 issues. And at the time I read it, it deals with the Second American Civil War. So there's a group, uh, the Free Free States of America, that wanted to secede from the federal government. And so they start this campaign and there's a war going on and manhattan is dmz 
Uh, so you have different warring factions fighting it out in Manhattan. Uh, story, the first 24 issues um, deal with a reporter, Maddie Roth, who kind of just inadvertently gets stuck behind, you know, in the DMZ and he's having to deal with, you know, different, the different factions there. Um, I remember at the time reading it, I liked the premise of a second American civil war, but it was just like, yeah, it's super unrealistic. But when I read <laughs> that HBO max was making a series, I was like, man, it's not that, not quite as not unrealistic as it was. Uh, you know, we know some people at Dawn Patrol who would probably be fighting <laughs> yeah. for the free states of America. Yeah. Not going to name any names. Dr. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Chris didn't name any names, but I will. Uh, <laughs> but so I think actually it's kind of, I think a little bit more timely now. Um, but so DMZ by Brian is Wood. It, is this uh, animation or live action? <laughs> Good question, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, live action. Live action. Nice. Yeah. All right, Professor Jeff, what you got? All right, I'm recommending Future State Wonder Woman. Uh, DC had an event where they're showing possibilities for future heroes like within the multiverse. <clears throat> and so one of them is this brand new Wonder Woman character named Yara Flor, and she's actually from Brazil. Pretty interesting, and Amazon actually from Brazil. Wow. And <clears throat> it is... Well, they kind of have to do that now with this woke culture. <laughs> yeah makes sense <laughs> now that everything's woke they have to actually yeah be, it's like oh logic. we have to we have to cast a, a brazilian <laughs> to, to be for, to be an amazonian <laughs> yeah real weird sorry i didn't mean to interrupt um so it is uh written and drawn by joelle jones and she created the character and so this is only like a two issue essentially preview and you're kind of dropped in and she's fighting a Hydra, a multi-headed uh, like beast. And I, what I really love about this is there's this great mix between like Greek mythology and the Amazonians or like Wonder Woman. So she's fighting this Hydra and then they also incorporate or the woman who wrote it, Joelle, she also incorporates um, this, like I come to find out this like little folklore creature from Brazil this like little nymph that's like riding on the back of a little like uh javelina or like a little peccary. Oh, nice. You and had so, me at nymph. Yeah. <laughs> you had and me so, at javelina. <laughs> essentially the story is that one of Yara's fellow Amazonians is down in Hades or down in, in hell and she wants to go get her, but she can't get in. So the, the, um, the little Brazilian nymph, I can't think of the name right now. Dang it. I hate that when I do that, but, she is like, I'll take you over there, you know? And so, but it's really cool because when they're trying to go into the underworld, it looks like a airport <laughs> and there's like a turnstile and they have to like stop. And the, the little girl is like chatting with the demon who's behind the computer. And she's asking about like upgrading to a platinum pass and all this type of stuff. And then along the way you see like uh, Cerberus, which is the three headed dog. And it's like there is security inside of the airport to get into the underworld. And then as they go through, like they have to, you know, she has to have coins to get to the boatman and all this stuff. And then <clears throat> Hades like makes a deal with her to give her an opportunity to actually go in and, and try to get her friend back. Right. 
but the art is excellent. Um, the writing is really, really good. And what I enjoy about it is that like, there is this balance of her being fallible or being too quick to anger and like kind of messing up and being, uh, I guess kind of new at being wonder woman in a way, but then also having these, like being obviously having all the powers of, of wonder woman. Yeah. I was, that sounds awesome. But uh, I just remembered I have a bone to pick with Christopher about Wonder Woman, specifically uh, Gal Gadot. I've always claimed that she's like my one, my one uh, super hot, super hot uh, actress. Celebrity, that's, that's celebrity my, past. But yes, and and I've always claimed that. And then Chris, Chris called me up one day uh, a couple weeks ago and said, "Hey, I." Uh, Checked out uh, Wonder Woman 1984. It was all right. Gil Gadot's really hot, and she's my past now. And then he hung up the phone on me, which I thought was super rude, and he needs to get his own uh, celebrity pass. <laughs> I think it's really immature, Chris. C- carry on, Professor Joe. <laughs> okay, so in the second I- issue, uh, Yara actually talks to Hades and also Persephone, right? And I don't know if you know this about Greek mythology, but... Hades and Persephone, they were husband and wife, and they were the reasons for the seasons. And so when uh, Persephone is down in in hell with Hades, it's like winter and all that stuff. And then when she comes out, it's like spring and summer. I'm probably butchering it, but that's roughly the idea. But I I just really enjoy like the mixture of, you know, the DC lore with Wonder Woman kind of mixing with the Greek mythology. And um, the art is excellent. I'm really into like right now, I guess, because these two books I brought with me are both written and drawn by the same person. So I'm kind of really oh, into like, the other, the other book is Beta Ray Bill. It's by Daniel Warren Johnson. And he does a lot of stuff where he writes and also draws all his stuff, yeah. but it's cool to have um, a female writer and creator, you know, writing her book and then also drawing her own book. Oh yeah. And um, the art is excellent. I love it. And so, this Wonder Woman looks hot too, like the rest of the Wonder Woman's. Yes. And what's cool is that they had such a positive response from the two issues that now they're going to do a Wonder Girl series and that's going to start in May and that will be ongoing and it'll be by the same creative team, which is the one person. And I'm just going to go on record right now that uh, Wonder Girl will not be too young for Johnny. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> basic to recap what we learn, uh, Gail Gadot is my celebrity hall pass. Uh, <laughs> I'm sweating. Profe- <laughs> Me too. I- I'm doing, I don't, yeah. Uh, Professor Jeff uh, needs to get a job reviewing comic books, and I actually can hook you up. I have a friend who does that for a site. I wow. really think you should review comic books. Sweet. I mean, if you're interested in doing something like that. Yeah. Wh- why not get a third job? <laughs> yeah. It's going to cut into bone. Real know. quick. Hold <laughs> it. Will that cut into <laughs> you coming back to jiu-jitsu? If that's the case, then I'm revoking that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to do that then. I'm sure I can find time to write reviews. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we can talk about that offline. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Professor Jeff, thank you for coming by. Yeah. Thanks Hopefully for next me. time it will uh, not be this long and uh, Johnny will record us on the first take. How do you know that it was my fault? <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's my computer and I'm supposed to plug the cord in. Yeah. I mean, but other than that, it uh, could have been hey, someone else's fault. Exactly. Exactly. All right. <laughs>
right. We uh, finally made it to the portion of the show where we're going to do some recommendations, Chris. All right. I'm just going to jump in. My recommendation is the PBS uh, series Hemingway that Ken Burns did, the documentary. It's three parts, so it's six hours long. They're three parts, and it goes through three segments of Hemingway's life. I mean, I knew a lot about Hemingway. He was my hero growing up. He's, his short story, uh, Queen, A Clean and Well-Lighted Place, made me want to be a writer because I read it and was like, hey, I can do that. Uh, you know, and so I just completely idolized him being like a drunk writer. <laughs> um, and I remember, so at that time, I mean, I was probably like a sophomore in high school, so whatever, 15 years old. And he lived, he took his own life when he was 61. And I remember like, well, he lived a huge, long life. <laughs> yeah, 61. And well, no. And at that age, that was like forever. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's about the time to go, I guess. And now I'm looking, I'm like, that's not that far away from me. Yeah. You know? But watching the documentary, I think they did a really good job. Like he was, I mean, also the, the, the time he lived, um, dude, he was kind of a dick. Like he was a dick. I mean... A lot of times drunks are dicks, you know, he was not great to, he had like four wives, kids that completely alienated them. Like, uh, just quite frankly, was not a great guy. And I was looking at, you know, watch this documentary and I wanted to be Hemingway. Like he accomplished everything that I wanted, like was working, like got his first novel published when he was like 24. I'm like, yeah, like... (laughs) won the Nobel prize in literature and everything I wanted to be. I wanted to be Ernest Hemingway and I'm watching this documentary and I'm like, yeah, I, I would pass. If, like if I had to live my life, that how kind of life. It, yeah. Just like, you know, he was an everyday drinker, right? Oh dude. Yeah. Like fucking drink. And you see like when he hit, you see his demise start at like 43 in this documentary where shit really started going bad. Drinking impacted his health. You know, all the crap that happened to him with being in these wars and getting shell shocked and like, and you know, I mean, then they kind of paint the picture of him having, you know, like the CTE, like the brain damage that football players yep. are doing that fucking go crazy. All his like head injuries and the concussions he have and like his behavior later in life, like suicide and all this stuff, they really kind of dot the lines that he had that. I mean, he had a lot of damage. His body was falling apart. And, uh, you know, I watched the documentary and I was like, man, no, no thanks. Like he, Oh man, he was fucking petty. Like, yeah, a fucking reviewer. He fucking beat the shit out of a guy. Sounds like my new favorite guy, Chris. Who <laughs> freaking like gave him a bad review. Like, and this was like two years later. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, that's a Johnny thing to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, we do all. All us drunks <laughs> kind of have, you know, a lot of similarities. But he, uh, yeah, he wasn't nice to his wives particularly you hear that a lot about like famous musicians and actors like where they you know they're the most beloved entertainers and all the children are like yeah he's a great entertainer but horrible dad oh dude you know what i mean like 
it's it, it happens more often than not it seems like it <laughs> yeah but it i mean it was a great documentary incredibly well done learned some things that i never knew about hemingway and i knew a lot about hemingway but uh i highly recommend it pbs by ken burns uh check it out all right cool well i got uh <laughs> chris i actually my recommendation is a movie Surprise, surprise. And I actually oh, uh, got a bunch. Of I them. just gave it to you. It's called uh, Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk. Well, from... well, hold on real quick. Let me go on record. You did not give me anything. Yeah. <laughs> you did not give me a pirated copy of a movie. Are you a cop? You got to tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> got to tell me. You got to tell me. It just... this, this sounds like entrapment. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. So thanks for interrupting me, Chris. No problem. Uh, nobody's, uh, it's basically, dude, it's just a fun Hollywood movie. It's like if John Wick was a family man and shit goes down and he just kicks ass. It's super fun. Uh, you shared the trailer months ago. Yeah. I never heard it. I mean, I hadn't heard any rumblings of it. I love Better Call Saul. Yeah. Same actor. Uh, which, and you look at him and you're like, dude, he's not going to make an action movie ever. Like, are you kidding me? It's awesome. I enjoyed, I enjoyed nobody as much as the first, uh, John Wick, John Wick. Like, I mean, we're going to want, I mean, what's shocking to me is Jamie wants to watch it. So Cause she likes that actor. She does like that actor, but like, there's no fucking way in hell she would watch a John Wick film. Yeah. But I love that. Hey, shit. this might be a way to backdoor her into John Wick. Like she likes this hey, be like, hey. Hey, I'm always trying to back. Yeah, I, knew, <laughs> I knew it right when it came out of my mouth. I'm like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I think we're going to watch it tonight. I'm hoping. I've been campaigning. It's super enjoyable. I no. mean, is it believable? No. Is it super fun Hollywood movie? Awesome. Okay. So, yeah. And, you, and that's, I mean, you can get that streaming everywhere. It's on. Yeah, you can get it. Actually, 20 bucks. Or if you know a pirate. <laughs> yeah then uh have at it but it's it's super satisfying and, movie and johnny just promised that it, you can backdoor <laughs> your way with your significant other if you get him to watch nobody yeah to into john wick but you know okay whatever um i heard backdoor okay so the the song chris that i'm going to take you out with okay here this is the point of the podcast where i just shut down <laughs> and, and look actually better music came out this week there's um, my boys, uh, Greta Von, uh, Greta Van Fleet. Yes. Look at that. I, I said, know more no, about basketball I than you. I, I know more about music the Vaughn, than you. It's the Vaughn you that know, fucked me up. You know, I'm hashtag music head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, dude, cause the last podcast people were like, I fucking hated that song. Look, I don't, I don't write the songs. I don't perform the songs. I just illegally download them and put them on my podcast. I'm just sharing with you guys what comes out. I, dude, we got complaints from Australia. Like, I fucking hated that song, mate. <laughs> Fuck them. They don't know what's good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Besides ACDC, who you got? <laughs> Anyways. Midnight Oil. You know what, Chris? We're going to give one of ours. It's The Offspring, HB's Finest. Oh, they have uh, new music? They have a new, new album out. And uh, this is, and uh, you know, I know they like branch out and do songs that, but this song I picked is more of like an old school sounding Offspring song that they put on the album. The album is uh, Let the Bad Times Roll. 
And uh, the song is Coming For You. All right. Thanks for listening.